Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. The uh, moist line is tomorrow. So uh, last reminder, we're still collecting calls. Use that iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon to connect to the John and Ken moist line. Or, of course, uh, call the old toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We're watching what's going on in Sacramento. It's really just uh, for show. They're having special hearings today on the fentanyl problem. Really just entertaining bills that don't do a lot. Mostly the list I saw introduced by Democrats anyway to set up task forces and whatever. But of course, they want to make a show of it to attract attention to the fact that they will not deal with any bill that increases any kind of prison time for people involved in fentanyl, particularly the dealers. We'll have an assembly member, Bill Asaley, coming up after the news at Three o'clock. We begin this hour with uh, the return to the Johnny Ken show of City Councilwoman Tracy Park, who, of course, took over for Mike Bonin. And she represents the vast parts of the West Side, including John's neighborhood. And uh, one of the things she promised in running her campaign is to do something about the homeless problem. Uh, she, she called our attention to a video that's been posted of a fire that apparently broke out inside a public bathroom in Venice. And then she also wants to talk about uh, RVs parked along certain streets in her district. Tracy, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Hey, John and Ken, how are you? I'm good, thanks. All right, you've you've proposed a resolution to ban the RVs from uh, being parked along streets in Westchester and Mar Vista. Now, 
Is this is this going to affect the uh, the uh, Balboa wetlands, or this is a separate Bologna. Bologna wetlands, rather? So, thank you for that question. That is a separate effort. Uh, although the RVs parked all over the west side of Los Angeles continue to be a source of real frustration for constituents, business owners, residents, and stakeholders, as well as me personally. And so one of the things that I have been doing is working with local communities to move forward with some of these resolutions to begin the process of trying to get at these RV encampments. Can, can I interrupt you a second? I think most sure. people that I've talked with don't understand why you can't just get a tow truck, hook up to the RV, and go take it to some somewhere uh, to an empty city lot, which I'm sure there are plenty of. I mean, it just it shouldn't require uh, a U.N. summit meeting to pull this off. You know, it, it, it's astounding that we as local governments continue to get in our own way when it comes to doing what ought to be a relatively simple task of regulating these vehicles and enforcing parking restrictions. I can tell you all the myriad of reasons why it's an issue and what the challenges are, but frankly, at the end of the day, they sound like and they feel like excuses. Well, they are. So after, they are. They're just they are, they're, they're, because, because most of the people in city and county government don't want to tow the RVs. They want to let these people live and keep fouling the uh, Bologna wetlands. That's what they Thank want. And, it's in, and it is in complete disregard of the fact that these vehicles are choking our congested corridors. They are dumping illegal sewage and garbage into our waterways. And in many cases, not all, but many, they are the source of crime and violence and okay. drug dealing. Oh, okay, but what I'm, what I'm getting at here, you have this new resolution uh, for Mar Vista and Westchester. This is the second one you proposed. You also had one for Venice recently, correct? Um, all right, so why isn't there a resolution to deal with the Bologna wetlands and, and have it enforced the next day after it passes? So we are going to deal with Biona Wetlands. We have a very large operation that we are pulling the components together to, and that will be a no parking area uh, that is going to be enforced when we're done with that. But that's just one place in a district and a city where every single neighborhood and community is impacted by this. And unlike my predecessor, who refused to move forward with these resolutions, I am actually leaning into this. This is not going to solve the problem. And unless and until the city invests in the budgetary resources and prioritizes this, like the crisis it is, enforcement side of this is going to continue to be a challenge. But here we are in the middle of budget hearings at City Hall, and I would encourage everybody on the west side to reach out to the mayor and her team and to the members of the budget and finance committee and let them know that we are all sick and tired of this and that we want and we expect the city to prioritize the dollars in a way that aligns with our priority of getting these problems well, who, solved. Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to spend the money to tow the RVs off the streets? Well, there it's there, not that expensive. Are, 
there are a number of council members who, if you listen to them in committees and during our council meetings and follow them on social media, it is perfectly clear they do not want the investment are to go ma- into. Are they a majority? They are not a majority, but it is going to require a lot of pressure and a lot of work to have this council produce a budget document that aligns with the values and priorities that most Angelinos want. And and also you, you're getting some criticism from uh, the Venice Stakeholders Association. Yeah, about not closing the Venice Bridge housing. Uh, they said uh, yeah. originally you Gar- made a pledge to Gar- do that. That Garcetti and Bonin pledged to close it after three years, and then you pledged in your campaign to close it, and then you changed your mind, and it's going to remain open. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people angry, as I'm sure you know. Uh, I am well aware. And, you know, I just want to acknowledge I hear and understand their concerns and their frustrations about it. Frankly, the way that Councilmember Bonin allowed that facility to operate and the problems it created for the local neighborhood are inexcusable. And I have personally long been in the shut it down camp. Uh, This is a decision that I did not take lightly, and I made only after extensive engagement with the community, making it clear to them that now that we have the encampments cleared, I have a partnership from LAPD, as well as 4118 protection for the area, as well as new leadership in this office to hold the service providers accountable. I am hopeful that we can move forward well, what, until what, 2025 why not close when the it site down? is slated to be developed. Why not close it well, down, okay. though? What's, what's the I'll argument for why. keeping it open when nobody in the neighborhood wants it open? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Um, and it's not everybody. Um, you know, there was a, a lot of folks who understand pragmatically why the beds are essential. And we all want to see a reduction in street camping. And part of the strategy that we need to move forward with that work is having beds. And that is 154 beds. They are a critical resource. And I'm going to continue to rely on those beds as a resource until we close the bridge down finally and permanently in 2025 and hand the site back over to Metro. All right. Now, why did you want us to take a look at that video of the bathroom, public bathroom in Venice burning? Was there... You know, I, I just was bringing it to your attention because I saw it and I was so profoundly disturbed by it. You know, I was personally out on Oceanfront Walk on Sunday observing the conditions in and around the public bathrooms. I was pretty furious about what I saw. And, you know, just last night, of course, there was yet another fire And I am calling on LAPD, I am calling on the mayor, and I am calling on other city partners to look at what is happening in Venice, the number one tourist destination in this city, and start to take it seriously with me. Um, You know, we're all sick and tired of this. And I, I brought it to your attention because I want everybody to rest assured that I see what they see. And I am not happy about any of this either. So I am working with LAPD and our outreach providers. We've got some long-term interventions that we are in the funding process for, 
But I want right now this problem to stop. You, and, and I'm going to keep fighting for that. You said Karen Bass has worked with you in a positive way to get some progress in Venice. Is she working to influence all these uh, obstructionists on the city council and the obstructionists and the bureaucracy who are, aren't uh, changing quickly enough and getting these encampments and the RVs off the streets? I mean, it seems like she ought to be taking the public lead and calling people out and saying, look, it's time you start cooperating with us here. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a new day. And I don't hear her speaking out enough on this. I hear a lot of, like, happy, fuzzy talk. But really, somebody take, you know, taking it right to their face and making it clear that these days are over. Yeah, well, I, I will say this. You know, the mayor has made an unprecedented investment in her proposed budget into addressing homelessness. She is prioritizing hiring at LAPD. And she is working closely with our public safety partners at the fire department to ensure that they have the resources that they need. And I think that a budget is a values document. And I am impressed by how she has chosen to prioritize uh, where city dollars are going to go. And I know that some of the allocations that she has proposed are going to be controversial in some circles. But I appreciate her leadership and willingness to make some of those hard decisions that are in the best interest of our entire city. All right, Tracy, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate talking to you. All right. You guys talk to you soon. All right. Los Angeles City Councilwoman Tracy Park on an effort to uh, ban RV parking overnight certain streets. And like we said, they got to get going on that Biona wetlands. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Earlier this week, we talked to Tim Hepburn, who's the mayor of Laverne. Remember that interview? And the reason he came on the show, he wanted to talk about concerns that he and also officials in San Dimas had about uh, homeless housing that was going to go up in an unincorporated area pretty much right between the two cities. Uh, it was a big building that was going to house 54 people. And uh, the person that was the point person in the middle of this is the L.A. County Supervisor, Catherine Barger. And what Hepburn's concern was that we didn't get any heads up about this. We didn't get any input. We didn't get a chance to fight it. We didn't get anything. Because obviously, since it's not technically within their city limits, they can just go ahead and do this. Well, they got the thing tabled until a supervisor meeting coming up in May. Well, the latest is it's been tabled, period, for now. Uh, it's a five-story, 54-unit, permanent supportive housing project for seniors, John. This I didn't know the other day. You have to be working or retired and are experiencing homelessness, and you have to be 55 or older. So it's senior, uh, retired homeless people. Retired? Okay. Retired from homelessness? Well, you're retired, but then you didn't have enough to make ends meet, and you're experiencing homelessness. Is the I don't trust here. them. I think that's a cover story. And then what keeps them from changing it to uh, having uh, oh, nothing keeps the 20-something uh, meth right. addicts in there? Right. This is just the way it was proposed. Yeah. See, I, I don't blame. How many retired elderly homeless people are there? Uh, we, every now and then we see these sympathetic stories they, that uh, they yeah. worked their whole life, but they got to retirement. They had no savings. Really? They can't afford the rent. They're on the streets. What, how many? How many? How many decisions? Wrong decisions you have to make to get to that point. 
I say, well, seriously, everybody I know is uh, thinking about putting money away for their retirement decades. But you're in hanging advance. out with a lot of West Side people. Well, sure, that's, and I it's don't, a different crowd than well, the crowd that surrounds what, What's the difference? The, well, they live in poorer neighborhoods. They never had a job. Well, they could make any money to put any away. Why didn't they have a job? They had a job, but it was not enough money to put any well, away. Why, did, why didn't they? Low income. Why, why Look, didn't they develop skills to get a better job? By opening up the border and opening up the country for cheap labor, we earned this position we're in now. I, because you know a lot of these people, while they worked, they got nothing for retirement. No, nothing. I disagree. I don't think there's any excuse. I think no matter, no matter what you start in life, you can get somewhere. You just have to do the work for it. You have to do the work, do the planning, make, uh, make the tough decisions, the discipline. You know, don't go off on uh, drinking and drug benders. Don't go uh, impregnating a bunch of women. Mm. You know, get up and put in 12 hours every day. And then uh, you look for better jobs. Get skills for the better jobs. Get, you know, get some education or some technical experience. There's no excuse. Now There's just one story person of... I ever met. I mean, I, we've interviewed plenty of homeless people, and I see them interviewed in, like, the L.A. Times. And there isn't any one of them that didn't make 52 bad decisions. That led him there. Just bad decisions. So make good decisions. Why is that so hard? Because what you're asking is never going to happen. That's not the point. In for each well, individual the point person, is we're stuck with these people because well, there's always going to be a ton of people making bad decisions. Because we're always bailing them out. We're always enabling well, them. That's exactly we're always, what we're, we're trying always saying, to do. Oh, that's okay. I feel sorry for you. No, it's not okay. You, you're right. now you are now a parasite on me. No, so, I, I, in your world, you'd let them die of drugs and alcohol in the streets did, and just lie in there? They didn't. Or you'd move them to Slab City and let them die there. They didn't used to be around in these numbers because the whole work ethic in America was different. You know, that this did not exist in northern Jersey. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Everybody went to work. The dads, the moms, the teenagers, everybody because went America's to work. Because America's in decay. Okay, well, now we're getting at something. We lost a lot of the blue-collar jobs that your folks had in those states because it's all done by the Chinese and the cheap labor overseas. The lower end just got eliminated because they don't have the skills to be part of the tech world that the U.S. is more driven by or the celebrity world. Take your pick. But <laughs> the celebrity world, yeah. Whatever else you need to, hey. to get by. A lot of people that uh, had the lower-skilled jobs are finding... Uh, they're on the outs. I think we just got so used to accepting everybody's sob story and everybody's excuses that it's just normal now. Oh, I understand. That's the reason. It's like, you know what? There's almost no reason for this. There's almost no reason to end up in the street. Not to mention we have, the, especially in California, in California, you have the most generous safety net in all of America. I, I, I mean, there's so much money available to suck out of the government that if you're actually on the street with nothing in your pockets... You know, you have neglected a lot of uh, government resources that would give you money. Now, remember that story about uh, Koreatown? They were building apartments for the homeless that were hundreds of thousands of dollars each. Remember that story when Garcetti was mayor? Yeah. The San Diego Housing Commission wants to buy three extended stay hotels with more than 400 rooms. It's going to average out to almost $400,000 a unit. Okay, that's that's massive corruption. You can't do this. <laughs> and this story in the Union Tribune makes it sound like, well, that's just the way it is. You have to pay that price. Egg. <laughs> in fact, later on in the story, as I scrolled through it, they've already done this before. They bought one place, 95-unit affordable housing, something called the Amasur Apartments in Linda Vista, $538,000 a room. Oh, God, no. No, that that's... That's got to be somebody's getting a, a a sweet deal there on the other end. 
Supposedly, it's Veteran Affairs Supportive Housing Vouchers from the Housing Commission. They got the money from. So I guess it's supposed to be for veterans to live in. Who homeless knows? Veterans. Again, that's another good cover story. If it isn't uh, elderly homeless, now it's veteran homeless. Who knows? Yeah, that's usually what they tell us. Yes. Right, exactly. And it's usually women they, with children. Right, right, right. Well, those, those are the categories that are unassailable. You're not supposed to criticize them. You, you sound like a meanie. It's like, well, don't you want housing for veterans? It's like, oh, are they really veterans? I mean, how do, how do we know a year from now there's going to be uh, hundreds of veterans in these buildings? We don't know that. Same thing with the elderly. Same thing with women and children. What I see on the street, I don't see veterans. I don't see women and children. I don't see Well, elderly. you did when you were over by the VA there with your problem. The VA, right. The and, and the VA took those people in. Although you doubted some of them were really veterans. <laughs> so I don't think they were all veterans on the street, but there are now dozens and dozens of tiny homes on the veterans' land where they're staying. And that could have been done day one. It didn't have to sit there for four years. See, a lot of this is just nobody in government bothers to do their job. Because one day they did their job. They cleaned it up in a day. These tiny homes are up in a day. And there hasn't been any trouble since. So right. why'd you we, wait four years? Uh, well, we don't have the money to be buying up expensive hotel rooms at $400,000 a room no. for homeless people. No. And as you famously say every time, we'll be overrun with people coming to California no. looking for their $400,000 room. Yeah, I know. Wait. Honestly, if that word gets out, that's crazy. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this. This is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, don't forget to connect to the Moist line for a possible uh, inclusion in tomorrow's calls. You can connect by using the iHeartRadio app. 
That's the microphone icon or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Coming up after 3 o'clock, well, we'll talk about what's not happening on fentanyl in Sacramento. They made a big deal by letting the media know today was special hearings on bills dealing with the fentanyl crisis in California, but the ones that probably would have the most impact already got killed by the Public Safety Committee. We talked a lot about Alexandra's Law. That's dedicated to a young woman named uh, Alexandra Capaluto, who died of a drug overdose. She thought she was getting some opioids, but they were laced with fentanyl. She did it through social media, and she died of an overdose. Her father has been pushing the bill to go after fentanyl dealers who get one break. First time you do it, you won't be charged with homicide, but the next time someone dies, we're coming after you. That bill died. So there's some other bills, but uh, they're not as powerful. And uh, But they want to act like they're doing something. So we'll talk about this after 3 o'clock. Good headline in the New York Post. Man allegedly posts video of himself engaging in sex with dog. That's something you want to spread around, huh? Did that go viral? <laughs> Probably. You're going to share that with friends and family. Thumbs up. <laughs> I bet she gets a lot of hits. They, uh... That's disgusting. <laughs> he probably got more hits today than you did. Uh, I didn't post anything today, so you're right. <laughs> Charged with committing crimes against nature, Cody Sprague, 31, of North Carolina. I the don't dog know. belonged to the suspect and his girlfriend who was unaware of what I, I thought we were in an anything-goes uh, time sexually. Not with animals. No, that's not no, part they, of it. They don't have a choice. Oh. Okay. Right. going to have this debate? I'm, no, I'm just checking. I'm checking to see where we are. There's so many uh, social changes going on day by day. I just was... No, uh, that is never was, going to be acceptable. You, you don't think? No. I bet you it will someday. Better not. <laughs> I'll be out there with my signs and God knows what else. Yesterday, we talked about the unbelievable story of the uh, civilian employee with the Santa Monica Police Department who uh, supposedly went on to molest more than 200 children. You did hear me correctly. 200. His name is Eric Uller. He's dead. The whole thing fell apart back in 2018. And as they were moving in on him, he killed himself. But beginning in the late 80s, he got a position in the police department as a civilian employee. He was like a tech guy. But eventually he got involved in what they call the Police Activities League in Santa Monica, which gave him access to young children, mostly boys. And he molested over 200 of them. The city is paying out $122.5 million to settle the hundreds of claims. They're Today's outrage is this. In 1991, they did a background check on him. They found out he was arrested as a teenager for molesting a toddler that he babysat. They waved it off. Let him go on. There was a first red flag. There were a number of red flags because uh, various uh, people reported uh, suspicious behavior uh, because he was uh, befriending some of these young boys and uh, they would become his boyfriend. And he was he was traveling with them out in the open, taking them around in official and, police cars, too. Right, like, yeah, like an unmarked police car that was outfitted with equipment. He I had think a, two had things a, happened. He, he was the son of a pretty uh, high-end doctor in Santa Monica, and he apparently was a tech whiz. Mm -hmm. I think for all these reasons, he got a pass because well, they thought he was doing great work helping them with their tech problems. Well, it's something Brian Claypool, who was the uh, attorney yesterday who represented a lot of the uh, victims. By the way, there, there were two sets. There were two settlements, and the total... Amount of money is two hundred twenty nine million dollars for the two settlements. Two hundred twenty nine million. It's over two hundred kids. 
And what, what Brian Claypool was talking about, and the L.A. Times fleshed it out in a story that ran late yesterday, is that, uh, the, you know, the, the uh, chief of police back then was James Butts, who's now the mayor of Inglewood. He's become very well known because he's been the mayor uh, while uh, Inglewood has uh, been uh, been on this construction spree, SoFi Stadium being built, the Clippers Arena being built, and so on. So he's he's now a a celebrity mayor because he's brought so much wealth and so much activity. But he was the police chief, the Santa, and there were a lot of Santa Monica Santa Monica cops who knew what was going on, and they covered. But up said he guy. never heard anything about Uller. I don't that believe was his him. response. I don't believe him. Didn't hear any complaints. I uh, don't believe that. There was a 1983 juvenile booking for Uller. It was a four-year-old boy. He was babysitting. When asked to explain, apparently years later, Uller was asked to explain. He was 23 at the time. He was asked to explain. Because, again, because it was a juvenile arrest, you know, you really have to dig to find a juvenile booking record. That's They really want to protect juveniles. Uh, he said, uh, oh, it was a long time ago, and uh, nothing happened. His father, a prominent doctor in Santa Monica, supported his son. Mm-hmm. Well, you always. Uller's stepmother, though, said she was concerned about what happened, didn't know whether or not anything mm. had done, but she hoped it was an adolescent phase. He'd grown out of it. <laughs> Boy, that's an ignorant. Uh... The boy in question was the son of a business partner of the father, Robert Uller. Nobody, I guess it is so icky to hear about a grown man having sex with a young child that most people. Turn away, pretend they didn't see it, didn't see it. hear about it. It's got to be a mistake. And right? come up with bizarre excuses or rationalizations why it just can't be. It's got to be because the act is so repulsive, nobody wants to accept it, and nobody wants to deal with it in their lives. They, they have a, a PAL employee named Michelle Cardiel. She told a sheriff's detective that there was one child who was, went everywhere with Eric Uller, and it seemed odd. And the sheriff's investigators uh, looked into it. This is around 1995. 1995. Because the boy told Michelle Cardiel that Uller had offered to help clean his penis because his father is a doctor. And that was reported to a cop named Jay Trisler. And Trisler said he would investigate. She also told her PAL boss, Patty Loggins, who told Cardiel that she would, she, Cardiel would be written up if she kept spreading workplace gossip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks, Patty. And and now they've the LA Times called Trisler and Patty Loggins. Oh, they didn't return messages for comment. Cardiel said Oler approached her, said the interaction he had with the boy had been inappropriate, begged her not to mention it again. Wow. And and uh, Brian Claypool was theorizing that uh, because he worked in IT for the cops, he had access to all their emails. Yeah, so he may have had the goods on him. Yeah. And, yeah, and so possible. whatever dirty stuff was going on in the department, and every department has lots of dirty stuff, everybody was afraid that Uller would gain revenge by re- releasing uh, all the, uh, all the uh, police department's garbage. Yeah, I mean, they were investigating him back between 1991 and 1993, even before this 1995 thing. He joined in 89. Yeah, so so they, within four years, they had all sorts of stories so, floating around, and everyone just ignored them. Yeah, well, because they, 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 they didn't care. And another thing is, as Claypool said, many of the kids were were immigrant children, probably Hispanic immigrant children, and uh, the cops just uh, didn't value those kids. Yeah, he be- this guy became the, the principal systems analyst for the city's information technology department, and as we mentioned, in 2009, he was awarded the Santa Monica Rotary Club's Public Service Award. 
Nice. <laughs> they give awards to child molesters, you see? Unbelievable. And some of his victims recalled he would even turn on the police lights and sirens as he drove them home. And there you go. It's the molest siren. So, so much uh, so much for the phony uh, left-wing politics of Santa Monica, huh? Yeah, really. When it, All you needed is one person to really make a stink about Eric Uhler in the police department, and nobody cared. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And- You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. From KFI AM 640. Tomorrow, the Dodgers return home to take on the Cardinals. First pitch at 7 o'clock. Listen to the game and all the games on HD on the free iHeartRadio app, live from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth, keyword AM 570 LA Sports. Hmm. Somebody's got to rewrite these lines. They're confusing. Intriguing international news this afternoon What's to that? give you. Hmm. The German newspaper Bild, B-I-L-D, has reported that love- the Ukrainians tried to kill Putin with a killer drone. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been pushing for that. Ah, uh, but unfortunately, it crashed short of the target. Oh, Ukrainian Secret Service launched what is described as a UJ twenty two drone loaded with C four explosives last Sunday. Intelligence gathered said that Putin would be making an appearance at something called the Rudnevo Industrial Park. Instead, the drone exploded about 12 miles away. On the It was on its city. way? It was, it on, was its on its way. It was on its way. Yeah, but it didn't make it. Why didn't did it explode? It. It com- did the Russians shoot it there's down? There's a picture, or? too, of it. It's, it's like a little tiny plane. What? Did the Russians no, shoot it, it down? Just, it had a, no, it had, a, it had some sort of a failure. Oh, wow. Operational failure. Oh. Because it says it got by. uh, It drove through the defenses of the Russian Federation, but it fell not far from the industrial. Ran out of gas? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I told you to put gas in it. Yeah, something just came up short of the mark. Oh, that's too bad. It doesn't look like, though, if it had all those explosives, wouldn't it have exploded into pieces? This is the picture I'm looking at. It's upside down, but most of it's intact except for the front I, part. Uh, I it's don't got know. little tiny wheels. Like a, I don't like know. A, well, were they going like, to fi- fire a missile at it, I guess? Or was it a kamikaze? No, it was a kamikaze. It had C4 oh, explosives. Oh, it was so just, just going to land good. in the park near him and just blow up. Just fly right at his head? <laughs> yeah. They're all going to be like, oh, look, he's a drone. How cute. <laughs> No. Well, that was uh, that was very effective during the the, the terrorism wars. Yeah. You want to take out a leader, just uh, flutter a drone overhead. They look up and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> there were many who believe that if you get rid of Putin, this thing could come to an end because there are just so many uh, others in the Russian government who don't like this, but just have to keep quiet because they'll end up. Uh, sure. Just let prison. all their all the kids die. You see how evil and cowardly people are. Do you know how many thousands and thousands of young men have been have been killed in I Russia know. for for it's, what? It's I, and, amazing. And, and all the adults. When are they going to have their Vietnam moment and just say enough I, of this? I, I I don't know. I mean, we we were mocking uh, the morons in the Santa Monica Police Department for letting uh, that uh, child molester go on for decades. Look at this. It's 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 not even secret. It's right in front of our eyes. They 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 in fact they don't even bury the bodies. They have portable incinerators now 
that go with the uh, with the units, the Russian right. uh, military units. And when guys get shot up dead, they're just thrown into the incinerator and they just become a puff of ash. <laughs> and and and, and uh, you know, and if if you're the parents, uh, your kid just never comes back home. Hey, where'd he go? In other international news. Once again, our Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas stated that the border is secure. <laughs> he made an appearance today, a news conference, in fact, along with the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, to announce, well, if the migrants are coming to us trying to get into the United States, let's go to them. We're going to open up processing centers for oh. actual little offices in Colombia and Guatemala. <laughs> so that people can go there and apply for entry into the U.S. rather than flooding the border through Mexico. That's the right. big plan. But they'll here. still be here. They're oh, still yeah. going to come here. Oh, well, allegedly, they'll process you and see if you qualify to come here. <laughs> oh, really? The, and, USC, the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program. No? Uh, <laughs> I, I, it they, says they, they will got, be screened for eligibility. They got a million of them. Well, now, now uh, Biden has this response for his campaign when he's questioned about the border and he can start babbling about the U.S. refugee uh, agency and the uh, protocols they've set up in these various countries, the processing centers. So now we're opening up a bureaucracy. We're going to have right, to send yeah. people down there to now, open up a brand new office in Guatemala to process people. Because and they, you know, some people don't like that because they feel like once you start collecting information on them, they'd rather just enter the country illegally and quietly and not be known that they're here. Yeah. Well, there's always that option. You don't. You don't have to, but it's it's because a, they'll be suspicious. So once they get my name and information, they'll tell me that I have status, and then they'll take it away and deport me. Mm -hmm. I mean, not these things are true, but these are the fears of many people from uh, those countries, Central America, that come here. That eventually uh, the John Cobalt mob will catch up and uh, deport me if I give them any information on me. So they often like to remain off the radar and not apply publicly like this. Uh, the whole reason for this is. And how many times have you talked about this? Title 42 is supposed to go away on May 11th. Now, Title 42 yeah. well, that's gave what them the, the chance to deport people immediately because of the public health emergency of COVID that this came back to this, this is 2020, is, this was issued. This is another public relations distraction. It's like a Newsom's blue ribbon panels. That's all. Right. It's it's a fake agency with fake offices, and uh, whenever anybody says, "Hey, uh, Title uh, Forty Two is ending," what are you going to do? We're going to have a big surge. Oh no, no, no! We have these centers that they're going to. That's right. It's like everything will be orderly. Yeah. Don't worry, there won't be a flood at the border because no. now they can walk into an office and apply for entry. All they're doing is That's lying. nonsense. Just and the smugglers will just go away. No. Everything will be cleaned up. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, whenever I whenever I walk by a group of people, I I see most of them just scrolling on their phone, and I look over their shoulders what they're scrolling on, and it's their social media pages, and it's uh, it's uh, texts or it's like some stupid screen game that they're playing. Right. That's where America's at. N none of them know what's going on. Here and are the alleged rules: uh, citizens of Venezuela, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Cuba can apply for lawful entry if they have a financial sponsor. And as long as they do not cross the Panama, Mexico, or U.S. land borders without authorization. So a financial sponsor, that means what? Somebody in the U.S. is going to take care of you and make sure you're not uh, yes. a burden? No. Yeah. Yeah, my dad had one. He had oh, that's a, right. He a, did, yes. He had a Catholic organization. That was the old way of legally uh, admitting 
re- refugees and uh, and immigrants. I think that's still happening. I understand that many charitable organizations and religious organizations are the ones that are showing up to take the migrants that have all been flooding in through Mexico. They take them and uh, uh, the charities take them and find them a place to live for now and set them up. That's what I've been reading. Because I wondered, yeah. all these people that are at the border that they're not detaining, where do they go? Well, there used to be the law, the policy was you had to prove that you were not going to be a burden on the public treasury. Right. And Trump reinstated that law during his term that nobody could come in and just start getting money from the government. Right. I don't know how effective it was changing that rule, but that was that was, that was his public relations thing. All right. When we return, we'll be talking to uh, Bill Asselli. He's an assemblyman from the Inland Empire about what's going on in Sacramento. Today was the day where they were finally going to allow big public hearings on some bills. Legislation dealing with the fentanyl crisis, but uh, when you hear the details, these are not the important bills. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And uh, Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.